You just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Welcome to the Rock Your Life Podcast. Discover the tools you need to fulfill the highest, truest expression of yourself. From family and wellness to business and goals, it's time to dream out loud. It's time to rock it. This stuff will rock your world. Rock! And now your host, Chasta. Well, hello there, friends. Thanks so much for joining me on another episode of the Rock Your Life podcast. I am Chasta, and I assume you probably saw the title of this episode, Mortality Motivation. So I may have piqued your interest, and you may understand that we could be going down a dark path here. And the truth is, we are going to go down a dark path. We are going to talk about mortality and death. And to be totally frank with you, I don't know how to start this conversation in an easy manner. It's a tough conversation to have, but it's actually one I've wanted to talk about for a long time. I am all too familiar with death. I am all too comfortable talking about death. I have lost many family members and friends in my life. I have lost my father, all of my grandparents, extended family members. I have lost friends to natural causes, horrible causes, and suicide. It's just experience that I've had in my life and a lot of it. Also, I'm from Southern Oklahoma. I grew up in a Southern Baptist church and we go to funerals. If you know somebody who died, you go to that funeral, no matter what. If you know somebody who knows somebody who died, you go to that funeral. So I've been to a lot of funerals. In fact, I am reading a book right now by Rachel Hollis called Didn't See That Coming. And it's all about dealing with things that you didn't see coming. And she talks about the fact that she's also from Oklahoma and she's also all too familiar with death and all too familiar with funerals because again, she's just like me, grew up in a church like that. And it's just something you do. It's part of our culture. So I have always been around death, understood death and thought about death, quite honestly. And recently we had a passing in the rock and roll world. You probably are aware by now I work on a rock radio station here in San Francisco and we had a rock legend pass away, Eddie Van Halen. So it brought up the conversation of death on social media. I've seen so many people talking about it and it just feels like an appropriate time to just go ahead and dive into this conversation. And yes, it is a dark thing to talk about, but I want to make sure you know there will be a spin on this. We're going to go through this journey together. I will hold your hand through the darkness and we'll come out the other side with a little bit of a different perspective on it. I promise you that. So stick with me. So here's the thing. 2020 has really made us come to terms with the unknown. I see this all the time. People talking on social media about 2020 sucks. 2020 is canceled. I hate this year. What's around the corner? We have no idea. What's next month? We have no idea. And I myself have said that. But the truth is, you guys, even outside of this godforsaken year, we don't know what's coming. Our life is always unknown. Yes, 2020 has thrown us curveball after curveball. Most of our years are not as wacky and insane as this year. There's no doubt about that. But the truth is, life is uncertain. Life is unknown. We never know what tomorrow will bring. That's part of being a human. And I realized that in the year 2006... That was the year that was the hardest for me personally so far. That was the year when I personally realized I have no control. We have no control. We go through life most of the time thinking we're in control of situations. But the truth is we're not. And I hate to be the one to burst your bubble, but none of us are going to make it out 
alive. And just so you know, even though we're talking about death in this conversation, I'm probably going to joke about it a couple times because that's just how I am. I'm somebody who laughs at funerals as well. It may be sick, but humor is how a lot of people deal with dark things. I'm one of those people. But in 2006, I really realized that I had no control. And up until that point, I think I was under some illusion that I did. But throughout that year, I had a lot of things happen to me. I'll rapid fire go through them so you understand how little control I had. Early that year, in March, I was going through a divorce. It was an unexpected divorce. It was not a divorce that I had planned on or that I even really wanted at the time, to be totally frank. And that happened. And I had to deal with that. That was the first big thing. And then in May, my father passed away out of nowhere. He died of a heart attack. And that was a total, total shock. Also, I had a major job shift. Most of the members of the morning show I was on at the time were let go. I was a small part of that morning show, but I was also the only person that was not let go of that show. So it was a very weird time for me. It was a very weird transition. I was also dealing with this divorce. I was dealing with my father's death, and I got evicted that year. <laughs> That's a weird one. Um, it was because me and my best friend Gianna, you've heard her on this podcast, we were living in an apartment, and yes, we lied about the fact that we had four dogs, but the truth was the two little ones were only five pounds each. They basically equaled a dog, so we weren't totally honest about the amount of dogs that we had, and then our landlord found out, and they evicted us. Soon after that, her and I got into a car accident. It was not a bad accident, but it was on top of everything else I just listed, okay? And this is all before, like, August. I mean, this is really between March and August of that year. It was such a traumatic time. I didn't know up from down. I'm going to be really crude here. I did not know my ass from my elbow. It was so horrible. And I didn't even know what I was grieving. I didn't know at times if I was grieving my dad or the divorce I was going through or the life shift I was going through or the loss of everything. It was just so out of control. I had no way to ground myself. And that was really when I realized that I didn't have control, and that I needed to find something that I could hold on to. And as crazy as this sounds, it was death that was the only thing that I knew I could be sure of. How insane is that? But I spun it in this way. Okay, follow me on this story. My dad, when he was alive, didn't have a whole lot of money. Um, and I certainly at 24 years old, living in Los Angeles, and just now going through a divorce, did not have much money. And in fact, I was really a couple months out from my divorce um, in May, and I was on the verge of maybe having to make a hard decision about staying in California or leaving. And when my dad passed away, I inherited a little bit of money from his life insurance. And I hated it. It was awful. I didn't want any money. I didn't want a penny. It felt like I was exchanging his life in for, you know, possessions. It just felt so dirty and so disgusting. And it was my sweet mama who got on the phone with me and said, look, your dad was not able to provide for you when he was alive. He died. There's nothing you can do about it. He would love for you to be able to get yourself secure, be able to stay in a place that you want to make dreams come true. And now that he's gone, he can do that for you. You've got to look at this differently. And it was in that moment that everything shifted for me. 
because I realized I didn't have control over my dad's death. That was going to happen whether I liked it or not. There was nothing I could do about it. But there was something I could do about the way I handled it. The money that I got from him, I was able to buy a car that was reliable. I was able to stay in the place that I loved so much. And in a weird twist of fate, when I met the guy I eventually married, I had a little bit of money to travel to San Francisco from L.A. on a regular basis to see him and foster that relationship, which turned into a marriage that is, you know, we're here we are 15 years later, and of course led to the birth of my son. So my dad's death, in turn, was a rebirth for me. And that's how life is sometimes. Death, of course, is sad. And death is so hard for us to look in the eyes and understand and accept but it's part of being human. It's the cost of living. It's what happens. So when we can accept it and we can accept that we don't have control over what's going to happen and we roll with it, we can turn dark things into beautiful things. And you guys have probably seen the podcast logo that I have. There's a skull in the middle of it. You may know that I wear a skull necklace. You may know that I have skulls around my house. And a lot of people think it's just because I think skulls are cool and they're rock and roll. And they are. They're all of those things. But that actually became a symbol to me in 2006 after my dad passed away. It was a reminder to me that life is so fleeting, that life is so precious, that under the skin, we're just bones and we'll go away one day and that we have to live our life with intention and purpose and love as hard as we can and live as bold and bright and proud and loud as we can and do all the things that we want to do. Because as far as we know, we only get one shot at this. So that skull in my podcast logo, that skull I wear on my body, that skull that sits on my mantle in my house may be dark. It may remind people of Halloween. It may be rock and roll. But to me, it's a reminder to live every day with intention and purpose and to constantly think about the person I am and the legacy I leave behind. In that year, legacy also became my word. It became my personal word. I pick a new word every year. For 2020, it's intention, living with intention. That's my focus word of the year. But my life's focus word is legacy because I care very, very much about what I leave behind when I'm dead and gone, which we all know is going to happen. I want to make sure that people felt love for me, that I left beauty behind when I left this place. I have a favorite quote by an artist named Banksy about death, and it says, they say you die twice, one time when you stop breathing and a second time a bit later on when somebody says your name for the last time. Make sure that you do so much great work in this life that people will still have your name on their lips for years and decades to come. I still tell stories about my father, and he's been gone a long time now. I still tell stories about my grandparents and other loved ones that have been gone for a long time. So in a way, they are still living. They're still living in my heart and on my lips and in the stories that I tell. Their legacy lives on. In 2006, when I adopted 
that word legacy as my life's word, it really shifted my perspective on where I was headed in life, what my focus was, what my purpose was, where was I going? It really made me hunker down and think about my goals and my dreams and what I wanted to accomplish with my life. And it's still to this day, always what I think about when I'm thinking about what I put into the universe, what I say in this podcast, what I say on the radio, what I say on my TV show, the way I love people. Those are all things that I do with a lot of intention to all form the legacy of who I am and what I leave behind. And I had never put an actual term to it. I've always thought about death. Like I said, from a very young age, death has just been a part of life. Um, and so I've always thought about death. I've, it's always been a very clear thing to me. And I don't know if that's normal. I don't know. I mean, it's not like we all walk around talking about death all the time. I don't know how much other people think about death. I just know for me, it's a pretty constant thing in my head. And I'm fine with it because it challenges me to be a better person. And it's always a reminder to live life as best I can. So I have recently taken a course from a girl I follow on Instagram, Lindsay Matway. You may have heard me reference her in a previous podcast I did with Jennifer from Jordan's Gems. She's an incredible human being. And she did a whole vision board course that I took. And she started talking about mortality motivation. And when she started talking about this, I was like, oh, I'm not alone. That's what I've always been thinking. I never had a term for it, but mortality motivation, thinking about legacy, thinking about your death and thinking about legacy is the motivator for you to do the things that you want to do and be the person that you want to be. When she said that, it was like somebody knocked me over the head. Yes, mortality motivation. That's what it is. It's a way of taking something dark and unfortunate, but also something that we all have to deal with and making it into something beautiful. That's why life is beautiful. Even when it ends in death for all of us, what we leave behind is the beautiful part. And who knows what we go to. I'm a religious person. I was raised in religion. I am more now a spiritual person. There's a lot of different beliefs on what happens after the point of no return. That's up to you to decide. We obviously don't know. We can't know. But no matter what you believe happens on the other side, it doesn't nullify the fact that we end this life. The people we're here with now will remember us in one way or the other, in a good way or a bad way. The things we do here, the legacy we leave will either be positive or negative. It's your choice. I really pray today that this isn't too heavy or too dark of a subject matter, and I hope that I was able to give you some sort of peace or a different way of thinking about the end of your life, a different way to look at it, because I'm really at peace with it. I do think about death a lot. The closest people to me know that that's something that's very real in my life. I do have a dark brain. Um, death is always a part of my everyday existence, I, again, don't know how normal that is. That's just the way that I am built. I've always been that way, and I'm fine with it. But there have been times in my life where it really has given me a severe amount of anxiety. I mean, truly, there have been moments, even, you know, in the last several years, where it will give me a lot of anxiety. But what grounds me 
is knowing the legacy that I leave behind, that I do have a choice in that matter. I don't have a choice in how I go, when I go, or the fact that I go, but I have a choice in the legacy that I leave behind and the way that people remember me. And that, my friend, is a beautiful thing. So I hope that helped you today in dealing with this godforsaken year of 2020. It has obviously been a crazy one, but it's just hammered home a fact we really already knew. We don't have control, and our life is always unknown. It seems 2020 is a bit crazier than most, like I said, but at the end of the day, the truth always remains. We don't know what tomorrow brings. That's why it is so important that you rock your life today and every day. I love you. I hope that you're doing well. If you ever want to connect with me, please do so. You can send me an email, chastaonair at gmail.com. Or if you want to connect with me on social, I'm most often on Instagram at chastalyn, C-H-A-S-T-A-L-Y-N-N. Until next time, remember, rock your life.